Memories make me want to go back there. Memories all alone in the moonlight. I was singing Weezer's Memories off the album Hurley, Julie. Oh, I was singing Memories from Cats the Musical. Welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime. I quit. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, no. I had, a, I had a great intro. What? And you came in and <laughs> got me off tune. <laughs> I was ready to sing the entire three-minute song. Yeah. Would you have? Ba, 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 ba. I, I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't even remember. You've lost it. Um, all I remember is that song was uh, It was in the, the 3D Jackass movie. Was it? Yeah. I think that was my first rated R movie That's in the so theater. so strange to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was that the one with the... Um, the, the model? The model where the shit shoots out of yeah, it? Yeah, it was. That, that is the one that I saw. That was my first rated R movie. Great film. I think um, Steve-O also gets launched into space or something <laughs> in a porta potty or something like that. Something like that. Um, Why do people like Jackass? The we, podcast coming soon. Can we talk about how this episode is going to be called Why do people like memories? Yeah, that's a pretty... It's a, it's a funny title. I don't know if this is like commonly known, like widely real, like uh, talked about film... The way that some of the other films we've talked about are yeah, I uh, it feels like a sleeper hit. It feels it yeah. I don't I don't know too many people who have talked about it. So so this is obviously Memories, the movie produced in 1995 by Katsuhiro Otomo. I think uh, I think the title in some versions is Katsuhiro Otomo's Memories or Otomo Katsuhiro's Memories. Right. And it's basically, it's basically like three Black Mirror episodes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It gave me Black Mirror vibes. It's very, um, uh, so it's science, fi- science fiction. It's an anthology film. Anthology film. Yeah. One was great. One was clearly a flex by the director to show how good his animation is. And one kind of sucked. And one was uh, lackluster. Lackluster. But we'll get into that. We'll get into it. You know, something I've been thinking about is, uh, I think, I don't know if this is like the deciding factor in whether or not you're an anime fan, but I think like there's certain weeks where we consume more anime than other visual media. Like we'll watch more anime that week than we will like regular TV shows regular TV. or movies. I think... Part of that is that we don't have, like, regular TV. That's true. So, like, we don't have cable, so it's very much, like, pick your, pick your, pick what you want to watch. Choose your streaming Choose service. Choose your streaming service. Yeah, we don't, we're not really, um like, idle TV viewers. Like, we're not just, like, putting on a channel and seeing what's on. Yeah, we usually... Active watchers. Yeah, we're usually active watchers. I, I see what you mean, though. Where, like, if you have to pick something, then, like, what are you going to pick? There were a couple weeks where I was watching the show Felicity, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was watching, like, eight episodes a day. Which, if you don't know, I mean, I, I think you went into it thinking there was going to be some dark twist. Yeah. But it's, uh, like, a, a sitcom. 
Yeah, the uh, from what <laughs> the nine the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, yeah, I th- I thought it was a complete because it's uh it's like J J Abrams and Matt Reeves for a show, right? Um, Which doesn't indicate anything about what the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume that there would be some kind of mystery or intrigue. No, it's like it's like a love triangle. Um, this girl decides to uh, drop everything to follow a boy to new york and i thought it was going to be like uh some kind of stalker show like you like i, th- I thought it was going to be like you because <laughs> it, it, it has it has like a similar setup and like narration like you yeah um where it's like her stream of consciousness i mean it hooked me like because if you if you look up felicity opening and you watch like the first like five minutes of it it's kind of like a perfect opening for a show in that, like, it got you. Yeah, it got me pretty immediately. Like, I, I think Carrie Carrie Russell's like obviously a really great actress. Um, uh, she's very likable and immediately kind of likable and charismatic, which is like kind of what led me to think. Because like, she's in that show, The Americans, which is about mm. like double agent Russian mm. spies. That's one that's like just been on my list forever. Everyone says yeah. it's good, and I've never watched it. Yeah, but uh, all that to say, like I, it's it's uh we're not like we're not like big, TV like it has to be like a show that like we've heard about before, or like we we know there's yeah. some interest about that like or we, if you're scrolling on the streaming platform and then you see it and you're like okay, let's try this. Yeah, I don't know. Like um, I I have a hard time watching. I mean, this is this is very much contrarian brain, but like, it's very hard for me to watch TV shows that people talk about. Mm. Like, uh, like I can't. Like, I'm not gonna watch like Bridgerton. Uh, well, what's the one about chess? Uh, Gambit. Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I, or, we'll, get, or we'll get around succession. to it. Succession. Like, there's I'm some. Not, there's some that just like will, will never happen. I'm just never gonna fucking watch. Like, I don't know. I don't, but, uh, I don't know what yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's it's uh, I I I don't know. Like we were at the beach yesterday, right? And there and there are these people next to us who were talking about like HBO shows they watched, and I was like, man, did fucking you, losers. Did you did you recognize any of them? Okay, no, <laughs> Johnny Critic. Did you? Well, which which shows were they talking about? Oh, I couldn't. I I could only hear them talking about like HB. Like someone said, oh, oh specific I, like I saw this show on HBO. HBO. Da, da, da. Oh, like the channel HBO. See, I'm I immediately thought HBO, the streaming service, the streaming platform. No, uh, no, they're just like, talking about like. You, have you noticed everyone's trying to do the Netflix formula of like creating their own shows, like a, elite to their or you know, only on their platform? Yeah, I think. Um, I think in the next probably five years or so, we're going to see the reemergence of like a cable service mm. that will just give you access to all the streaming networks. Because <laughs> like it fucking sucks right now. Yeah, it's not good. I, I don't like paying uh, like per service, per, per ser- streaming. Like we've got like, probably like what, like eight easily. Yeah. Like why, why am I paying for Funimation and Crunchyroll? Because they have like different libraries. It's the subscription uh, nightmare. I blame Adobe for it. I don't know if Adobe was the first uh, company to oh, switch Premier? to subscription or with uh, like the Creative Cloud. The whole Creative Cloud. Yeah. They they used to release 
<laughs> each keep... program, and then you'd have to buy the program. But you could just keep your old version. Yeah, you but could now, just use that forever. But now you just you're just going to be paying for Photoshop for the rest of your life. Yeah, thirty two bucks a month for the whole the whole suite. I don't need the whole suite, but I need more than one. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. So, Katsuhiro Otomo, best known for Akira. Correct. So being, this was being Akira guy. So this this guy this guy screenwriter, animator, film director, manga artist for Akira. Akira blows up in the in the biggest sense of the world the word. And then I think they just were like, you can make whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, this was a recommendation by my brother, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to David. I don't know how he came across this. I don't remember... Your brother is a mysterious guy. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's hard to get a read on him. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know how he, he comes across anime. Can we talk about how, like, we were, we were thinking about people in terms of how mysterious they were? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> specifically related to like our friends, our our wedding party specifically. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's people that are just like mysteries. Like they're they're likable, but they there's something under the the current stuff that, going on that we can't put our fingers on. Yeah, whereas some people are very easy to read and understand. <laughs> Am I a hard to read person? If you don't, if like when you were getting to know me, was I hard to read? I I would say yes. Huh. Right. Yeah, probably. So John was like, I ju- I met John freshman year in college, and and he's he's like a six foot five kind of like bigger dude uh, with a very deep voice. Hi. And you and and you would. I like, I like that you, you have wouldn't to- say anything. <laughs> yeah. You would just be in the in the the group, but you wouldn't say much. Yeah, I think you were amping up the mystery elements. Probably. But then I, me, I'm like the opposite of that. I was like, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna figure this guy out. <laughs> it was like, what's this guy's deal? I like to challenge for sure. Yeah. I was like, this he's not he's not showing all his cards, but. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to be extra nice to him <laughs> just to see how what he does. It worked out. It did. <laughs> yeah. David, my brother David is also a little bit of a mystery even though uh, or that's what you said. I I I I don't think he's necessarily like a mystery. I'm just sort of uh I'm interested in in like how he comes across certain like media especially when it comes to media yeah because he's got interesting taste in music and and uh movies and tv we we have a lot of the same books yeah (laughs) after i i scoped out his bookshelf yeah we stayed at his place but this like for him to recommend this it's like i mean it makes sense i mean i can how how does how do you come across i can see him liking it um but yeah so Anyway, uh, Memories, the uh, Memories. anthology series. The first one, forget the director, but it was written It was written Wait, by... Wait, can we do them in reverse order? Oh, you want to do from bad to, bad to good? Let's, let's start with 
the crit- let's start with the third okay. okay it's three films it's basically three short films mushed together into this release right yeah and one was the first one <laughs> the first one was was excellent was markedly different than yeah. the other two and then I would say the third one is kind of like easy to talk about but hard to talk about because it was like 10 minutes long yeah it was the shortest one as well it was the shortest one and truly just felt um i guess i guess if you're if you're the akira guy if you're otomo (laughs) you're you're hot you're riding high on your horse like you can you know yeah like if i i i'm i'm very curious about the production of this project right but i'm assuming that him putting his name on it uh you know he could do whatever the fuck he wanted right um and so like nobody was saying this is too short or this is too silly yeah or, or like whatever. you need a story or whatever yeah like, um but i also would think so there was lots of like people involved in the projects as well like yeah. the whole release including satoshi khan uh, which is partly why we were interested in watching it our favorite and I think I wonder if he was like, I'm gonna get all my my faves together hmm. to make this to do this kind of passion project. Yeah, and our, the fans will love it. That could make sense. I mean, I think this uh, this came out before Perfect Blue, and before Satoshi Khan really became like a big director. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but like I imagine, you know, you, if if you were a Tomo, you probably knew that like. You know, he had chops. Like, yeah. Like, I think I think Satoshi Khan did, like, a JoJo movie. Right. So, like, he, you know, I think, and, and it's, I imagine at that time especially, it was probably such an insular world that, like, um, you know, if, if you know someone who's good at it, you know, you're going to give them a shot. And I think that, you know, um, and I think, I think Satoshi Khan also did, like, some background design for the first one, which makes sense, but... Yeah. Um, but so like this third one. But the, there's also other notable people. There's like Tensai ok- Okumura who did um, uh, Cowboy Cowboy uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh really? Um, along with some other notable hits. So huh. it, it's it is kind of like a like a powerhouse team of people. Yeah. Koji Morimoto did the Animatrix. It's 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 like anybody who does cool science fiction stuff kind of worked on this project. It seems like, yeah, the hits, and then uh, the Akira guy, <laughs> the Akira. who just looks like such a nice guy. Can I just say that <laughs> he just looks pleasant. He looks he looks happy. He's like, I made this, and this is the thing I made, and that's it. Like, <laughs> I, I think most anime directors look pretty nice i think the only Otto is the only real freaker i've seen and um <laughs> Mur- murakami uh miyazaki miyazaki sorry Miyaz- I, every time miyazaki, miyazaki looks, looks pretty haggard at this point he looks like a, he looks like an old man yeah, That's no, all, yeah he just enough. looks like an old man but like Otto looks like a fucking like a true weirdo yeah. Like he looks like a like a overgrown like college kid. <laughs> there was a video I saw where he's uh it was some it was some random I guess like a a feature for like a, a TV show, but he like uh 
he he's interviewed by all these like escorts about the Evangelion movie, and it's it's what? yeah it's really weird, but it's like really good. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So anyway, I want to start with the the least interesting one, and we can work our way backwards. Uh yeah. So like the third one, it's about uh, an insular town or city something that all they do is just fire big ass cannons at some unknown enemy that you never see. It's li- it's called Cannon Fodder. Yeah. Episode three, and it's very like 1984. Yeah. Like this whole society is built around can cannonry. <laughs> I don't know what's, what's like cannoneering. Our our mascot in school was a cannoneer. But it's basically this little kid, a dad and a mom and they all the kid is fantasizing about being the one to fire the cannon and the dad is working his like shitty job servicing the cannons yeah you and see loading. how shitty a, a world it is through the dad's eyes and then the the mom is like i don't know she's she's like servicing she's on the the uh, assembly line or something yeah and and the whole the whole town stops to to cheer when the cannon gets fired yeah and then my favorite part is it kind of like swoops out to to see like where it's shooting at and it's just like clouds and fog and then just like a wasteland <laughs> yeah but that it, it was just like a day in the life yeah and it looks i mean it looks really good Can't, it's very unique it's very unique looking i wouldn't call it anime per se you know what it reminded me of is uh the triplets of belleville yeah this kind of like gritty rough around the edges animation it looks like kind of sketched out like uh it like the the way that the <laughs> the video for breaking the habit the lincoln park song where like all the all the characters look like really like heavily drawn yeah um and it's all i, I guess you could call this a steampunk world world <laughs> I mean, yeah, it this, was yeah, this, very steampunk. One of the, one of the few like steampunk things I would say. You know, wake up. That's like they're, actually they're all wearing gas masks. They're all wearing helmets, but there's like an old school train. Yeah, and giant cannons. And, and steam is a very it, it actually powers the world. Yeah, you get caught up on. It's got to be steam powered. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean that's a that that is an important aspect to it for me. It can't just you can't just like have like vic- like retro future Victorian stuff and call it steampunk. What's in the name? Yeah, like I think that <laughs> that has to be a fucking part of the of you, the genre. I'm not I'm not arguing with you. This was totally steampunk. Yeah, the, one of the one of the few actual steampunk things that exist. But it was so short. I was very like when it ended. I was like, oh. Yeah. That's it, I guess. I mean, I think it also makes sense that Otomo's next project was called Steam Boy. So I, I imagine... What was that next? Yeah, I think so. It came after this. Oh, okay. Um, so it uh, it's, it's clear he was like working out some ideas or hmm. trying to, you know, kind of get into it. I haven't seen Steam Boy. I'm, I, I know that it took a lot of... In, in the same way that Akira was, you know, 
animated very heavily or very uh, artistically, one would say. <laughs> um, wait, what is this? You're right. No, it came out. It, so wait, Memories came out in 95. Steam Boy came out in 2004. Yeah. Just for reference. So nine years later, like I think yeah. this was like his, <laughs> you know, and I, and I think it took that long to like produce it, if I recall. Huh. Like it took, a, it took a very long time to make it. Um, so, you know, like I think, I mean, like I, I think this, the story is uh, fine. But uh, it's very like basic it's very it's very basic i mean if you've i don't know if you've if you've read the cliff notes for brave new world be right or whatever you know i think you you would understand this story and like the world built yeah around sort of like this you know i mean i mean truly the society the this this part this short it felt like it was uh you know, like he was, he like, like he was like, this is what's next in animation. Right. And it's like showing all this like machinery and shit and like. Imagine what is possible. Yeah. Like I think, <laughs> I think this was him showing off and maybe him potentially trying to predict where the future of anime would go, which mm. he was. Wrong. Horribly <laughs> wrong about. But I mean, you know, I think it, it, uh. I do find it interesting that he goes from Akira to Steam. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, like, it's it's interesting that he sort of decides to kind of go the opposite direction in terms of technology to mm-hmm. this is his next thing, which I think, you know, I, I mean, it makes sense. And, you know, I, I can't. I can't imagine wanting to do more in the quote unquote, like, cyberpunk future world. You know what I mean? Especially like, you know, I mean, I I would imagine by 95, it's pretty clear that, you know, Kira is uh, a, an important work. Yeah. Or very lauded work by that point. Hmm. Um, whether or not its importance was clear by then, I, I don't know. But I, I'm sure part of it also was that he didn't want to compare anything that he made after Akira back yeah. to Akira because it's like once you've made this like very intense giant world built you know like if you continue doing cyberpunk work yeah it's just like well yeah like what what do you, i mean what else do you have to say at that point it's all going to be compared back so it is it makes <laughs> sense Akira too it makes sense to me to go in like a like try different directions like doing something comedy based or yeah. doing something steampunk like the only one that really felt like or get really trippy with it, which is basically what these three shorts were. For in my mind, it was like try it with comedy. That was stink bomb. Do the steampunk route and make everything gritty and really change your style. Yeah, that's uh, cannon fodder. And then bring Satoshi Khan on board <laughs> and weird heady sci-fi. And make something magnetic some, like rose. a like a. Uh, space odyssey yeah 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 um i don't know i mean you know i i uh and when i say like it's it's clearly a tomo flexing like i don't think that's like a bad thing either you know i think it's um i think it's interesting when artists kind of you know go for like a shorter medium just to like kind of work out an idea or like 
uh, stylistic thing. Mm-hmm. Like all the David Lynch like short stuff that he did like on <laughs> like the online stuff. Then like where he interviews like a monkey yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure they're just like on passing ideas where you're just like, man, what, what, what if I interviewed a monkey? They were like, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is like once you've once you've made it as an artist or creator, you can't it, you finally have sort of like creative freedom. I mean, as long as you don't get caught in your head about it, yeah. you know, that like everything like what if I make something and my fans don't like it? You know, I think that's the trap the that you have to impulse. avoid. Yeah. Yeah, to sort of cater to your audience. But I think David Lynch is a good example, but then also like with this sort of allowing yourself to make something, make the things that you want to make. Yeah. Like, or continue to just do follow your instincts and make the things that you want to do. Totally. Is like work. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Where, where we get, that's how we get stuff that, you know, you couldn't just take to a, a studio without your name attached to it and be like, I want to make, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, make this crazy trippy space opera, you know? Right. Or like is it, you, you, something that you, you need somebody to back it that's already been successful. Totally. For it to even be, be made at all. Yeah. It's like a... It sucks. It's like a bigger band taking an opener out on tour. Exactly. I, that's kind of what this this felt like, <laughs> like, like a uh, turnstile taking out like like uh, I don't know. Gulch or, or no? You you were saying uh, if 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 uh, like Nine Inch Nails took out Turnstile or something like that. Yeah, like if Nine Inch Nails took out like Code Orange or like yes. uh, something like that. You 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 take this weirdo thing and you bring it to a wider audience because yeah because oh it's the guy that did Akira <laughs> yeah I liked Akira <laughs> totally everybody liked Akira it's like I guess that's okay. kind of um it's kind of how like I think a lot of the like better anime got made where it's like you know you have people who start at one studio and then like you know so-and-so goes on to open up gain x mm. and then gain x people leave to open up studio trigger yeah you know and then i'm sure people will move on from trigger to another studio at a certain point in the future right um i don't know i think that it's the only way that like cool new stuff gets made is you you either put it out yourself and hopefully somebody picks it up like you either make it yourself basically yeah or you put out something amazing and now you can do whatever the hell you want totally but anyway do you want to talk about stink bomb uh yeah (laughs) you're like no (laughs) not really uh you can so stink bomb was the second episode two uh in this anthology and this is sort of like the comedy take because it's literally about a guy who's got a cold and works as a far like as a I don't know a, a pharmace at a pharmaceuticals lab, and one of his colleagues tells him, "Hey, why don't you try the new pill? It's on your supervisor's desk. It's supposed to break your fever." Yeah. He takes the pill and it starts to just make everyone die around him. 
or pass out. It's kind of unclear. But let's go with they're dead. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely implied that they're dead. And it it turns out that the main guy who took the pill is basically turned himself into a giant stink bomb. Yeah. Where or or like a poisonous anyone who gets near him kind of drops dead immediately and he can't figure out that it's him that's doing it and there that's where the comedy ensues is that he's sort of like killing everybody he's just killing everybody trying to get to tokyo because like i i don't know one of the main supervisors of japan or gets on the tv with him and or gets on the computer with him and is like oh you got to bring me that stuff that's top secret military science (laughs) yeah like we can't let that get out that this is happening why don't you just bring it to me not knowing that he already took the pill and he's just gonna start spreading this (laughs) kind of virus i guess it's so all along the route to tokyo (laughs) it's so stupid it's really dumb but they commit to the bit of the of the idea this one could have uh, used some editing in my mind because... This was like, this wasn't as long as the first segment, but it wasn't far behind. I feel, I just felt like it was lackluster after the, the first episode. Because like to jump from like this incredibly heady... This very... This like... This very thoughtful... Kind of intense ending yeah. in the first episode to this kind of doofy guy at the with the cold this, this, this fucking klutz who doesn't know he's a biological weapon right taking down all of japan i just think if this if this had played before the first episode i think i would have liked it better because because <laughs> yeah. I, I, all of a sudden the standard was way higher to what i was about to watch i would have liked it if That's it wasn't all. on this uh it just feels so out of place next to the other two. Yeah. I mean, I guess part of it is it's, I, I mean, technically, I guess you could call it uh, speculative fiction, you know, or, or something like that, where it's sort of sci-fi in that it's about biological weapons and farting, exploding everyone. And maybe, like, I'm just like a, you know, no fun allowed Johnny over here. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just... Uh, it was very cutesy. It was very... It was very goofy, for goofy. sure. Goofy. Because the military's all trying to ki- basically kill him because yeah. he's determined to make it with these documents and the, the, the pills to the prime minister of science or whatever. And That's me. I'm the prime minister of science. I, I don't know. So it was some Johnny secret science lab here. in Tokyo. Hello. There's prime all these, minister. There's all these military people, generals. The Americans are there for some reason. I did like this 90s anime uh, capturing of non-Japanese people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, I think that that was probably the best part is the Americans being like, we're bringing in our NASA suits. Yeah. And we're going to capture the suspect. And they do. They do. <laughs> Meanwhile, Japan is just like firing missiles at them bombs tanks i mean the funny it's like i guess the source of the humor is that he has no idea 
that he's causing this much damage to everything. Yeah. Which is which is funny, but it's uh, I don't know. It's it's like a it's like a science fiction story that I would have written as like a twelve year old. <laughs> yeah, it's like giving a twelve year old half an hour. <laughs> like he's got this really good idea for a fart movie. Yeah, like toxic. It's like toxic farts. I could like I could see this being like an Adam Sandler movie. Right. You know what I mean. Like Adam Sandler's like farting and killing everybody, and people around him are dying from his stench. What? I, uh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Very that. Man, I never fucked with Adam Sandler. No, me neither. I, I always. Mean, I mean, I I've heard that Happy or Happy Madison or whatever the fuck that movie's called is Happy like Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I, I think Happy Madison is his uh, production company. Yeah. I've heard that's like the the thing to watch. Yeah, I mean, I guess like Adam Sandler's good at, at doing like the once every ten years, uh, the serious movie, like Punch Drunk Love, or uh, I guess Click to some extent. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, Funny People. I feel like he does well in the serious roles, but then he just puts out all this trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I like the serious role movies. Like I like Funny People, and I like Uncut Gems enough. Right. Um, and I guess you kind of have to have him making like, you know, Hotel Transylvania or fucking, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to look it up. Apparently the second, uh, st- the stink bomb episode is based on an actual incident that happened. Huh. The Gloria Ramirez death. Yeah. This woman, this, this hospital worker became known as the toxic lady after uh several workers became ill after exposure to her body and blood <laughs> uh weird so there you go could have made a better story based off of it i mean i don't know i mean it, it could have definitely been way more could have been worse real. i guess yeah it could have been yeah and not just like a goofy you know green smoke cloud yeah I don't know. Not a fan. It was, it was probably my least favorite. I yeah. wanted to like it, but I, I think uh, my expectations were really way higher at that point. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the last segment, there's something I, I wanted to bring up this week. Um, there's, and I don't know how much we want to talk about this or whatever, but uh, this news story came out that Netflix is underpaying massively the animation studio mappa um what? so this this thing came out where netflix so like i guess like netflix is uh go you know they're we've sort of known about this for a while but like they're going to different animation studios to like basically produce them anime um right but this thing came out where i guess there's a studio called mappa and they revealed that the budget that Netflix is paying is $34 per cut in an anime. So the way that anime, the way that, like, I guess the way that animators get paid is per the cut, i.e. like, so like the animation that happens in like a single frame or whatever. Okay. And then when it cuts, like that's how much you get paid for. Interesting. So like $34 for like, you know, seems very low. a fair amount of animation <laughs> and stuff seems very low it's kind of it's kind of insane that like i mean all these tech companies are like evil to some extent but like 
it's uh, I'm I'm very curious as to like the the, the bigger ramifications on like you know how these companies are going to sort if if they're going to hmm. um you know not work with Netflix in the future or if the the I I've I've heard just based on like initial Twitter stuff that like a lot of animators are like moving to like China and Korea where they get paid a lot better. Interesting. Um and there are some studios that like make it a point to like you know pay animators a lot more like I think um Kyoto Studio is one of them. Hmm. The team that did a silent voice. So there's I, I don't know, like I, I just it's it's interesting when some of that stuff kind of reveals itself to the you know to stuff like this. Because like I I I never really considered how animators would make the money or their money in the sense of like how they get paid, but like finding out it's like per cut in a show is kinda insane. Yeah. It's got to be worthwhile. Yeah. For that level of work. I I it makes sense because like if you work really fast like this is like freelancer 101 like of knowing your worth because if if you if you can make something really fast but it's such a high quality and and level of service like do you charge that like as an hourly rate? when in fact you should be charging as like a per cut rate because yeah. what if you can do a cut and I, I don't really know what's uh, what's like a fast amount of time but like you know if you can do it in an hour versus somebody who will take a day like isn't yeah. that more valuable than the person that could that's going to need more time right and that's why you charge by project and not by hourly yeah because just because you can do it fast doesn't mean that it's not more val. It's not <laughs> that that's not more valuable. Totally. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm thinking about what you said, and uh, Netflix is definitely probably the like I was talking about Adobe earlier, but Netflix was really the first streaming service that yeah took off. And I mean, it's strange because like I think like Net- set a precedent. You know, I I think uh, I remember this thing that like the Red Letter Media guys were saying that like Netflix has sort of become this home for. You know, where before there would be like kind of like these mid-budget movies that would come out, you know, for, I don't know, it would be like a $20 million budget for a movie or whatever. Mm. But it's it's like the the middle has sort of gone away in terms of theatrical releases where like now it's only the really big budget stuff and then like the really indie A24 shit. Um, and Netflix has sort of become like where a lot of like the middle of the road stuff is gone. Right. So it's sort of... I, I sort of saw it as like a, a positive in that sense, but like I don't know, like the stuff about like I don't know, like if if they're if they're you know specifically hiring these studios to like make them anime, it's just kind of fucked up. But I mean, yeah, yeah, classic text shit, I guess. Ugh, the a- world. Anyway, uh, if I was working on Magnetic Rose, I would certainly be wanting a fuckload of money. So detailed, right? Yeah. Yeah, Magnetic Rose was the episode one. The first one. And the, the final one. the final one we're discussing. Was ep- that was the first entryway. Also, I want to just briefly touch on the poster art for this or the cover art for this being absolutely incredible for what it was. <laughs> yeah. It made it look like it was going to be like some serious space odyssey uh 2001 space odyssey trippy you know 
uh, Black Mirror-esque content. Yeah. So, yeah, just look it up. I, I mean, I would buy a print of that. No question. <laughs> Put that up on our wall. I mean, it's funny how, like, it's you're talking a, about this poster, right? It's cool looking. Yeah, there's, like, a different version with the rose in the background and the kid in the front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they, uh, they, they leave off the fart one. Yeah. I wonder why. Unless, it's, <laughs> unless there's a fart chamber next to it. It, it yeah, makes me think that they made the magnetic rose... And then they were like, this is not long enough to just release this, is it? Yeah. Because I think it's like 50 minutes or 45 minutes. Yeah. I definitely felt, we were watching it and I was like, oh my God, if they're all this long, we're in for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they got progressively shorter. <laughs> but uh, very briefly, Magnetic Rose is about a ship crew who answers a distress signal a trash collection space crew. Yeah. They're co- they're collecting space trash. <laughs> yeah. And they they answer a signal, a distress signal, and so they go to it and it's like a I guess it's like a big like kind of like a s- bunch of like just destroyed spaceships. Like yeah, a spaceship or, or graveyard. One, one very large destroyed ship, but maybe like an older model of it. With very intense gamma rays or something come off, coming off of it. Yeah. And a single distress signal deep in the ship. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, I forget the song, but it's like, a, it's, it's a. S- it's Madam Butterfly. It's Madam Butterfly that's playing. It's playing. In the middle Big of fucking opera. space. Yeah. So they send two engineers in. To investigate. To investigate and. As they're like going through this broken spaceship, it's suddenly like a European chateau. Yeah. And it's so it's like so insane when you see it in the mo- in the movie. Yeah, very intricate, sort of like Italian Roman esque mansion estate <laughs> vibes yeah. on this this old ass scrap yard of a ship right they, they find out that it belonged to this old opera singer big paintings of this woman the madam yeah but it's all it's all holograms they they find out kind of quickly and so they try and they try and figure out whether or not it's actually her or if it's some or if it's something else basically so they they venture through the ship and stuff and so um deeper and deeper into the maze <laughs> yeah and in, in at this point, I don't know how, how you were feeling. I was getting alien vibes. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, it's very... I mean, I, I really like it in that sense. It's like, it, it reminded me a lot of Alien, but, you know, aside from explorers discovering a point of interest, yeah. it totally goes its own way. You know, like, it's not... I mean, I, I, I wouldn't qualify this as, like, a horror I think I would, it's, it's more, I mean. It was a little suspenseful. It was, it was like suspenseful sci-fi. It was creepy. Yeah. It was very creepy with a couple scarier moments, but nothing mm-hmm. like, you know, no, no xenomorph or anything, but like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was telling Julie earlier, like, I really like when a story kind of revolves around, you know, characters going into a structure, object, or place, and... The deeper they go into it, the less sense it makes. 
hmm. in the sense of you know like the structure not lining up to what's on the outside um like i remember like the book house of leaves like one of the like one of the things about like the house itself i keep remembering is just like the number of windows not corresponding to like the number of windows inside the house right so when they're outside of the house they notice that there's more windows it's very off-putting yeah and so then they they go and discover like more of it but like as they're like exploring the ship it like it just it, it makes less and less sense the more they go down and yes. it just it's like this huge structure i mean they come across like you know and so like part i mean part of like the trickery is it's partially like hologram and then partially uh real stuff so mm-hmm. you know they'll you know obviously like this the stage will be hologram or whatever and then the further they get down it'll you know they'll see so you know the more the reality of it or whatever but it's all it's all very uh it's <laughs> very very spooky thunderclap just happened right as john is saying that yeah the the holograms become more and more uh cognizant shall we say of, yeah. of the visitors on the ship and suddenly there's people you start seeing the mid- the madam kind of running in the distance and they keep trying to like catch up to her yeah Re- kind of realizing that it, that there's some ai stuff happening and that maybe the holograms on the ship are glitching and right but then like as it keeps going it gets more and more impossible for them to return <laughs> i don't know well they they get further entrenched into like the this the the reality that they're sort of in like they they i think that the they almost it's almost like they accept the reality of the opera singer ava yeah they realize that it's playing back her memories yeah and there's like a line in it like that she's she went into because it it also goes into her story basically because they're trying to figure out who this woman is they're like talking to the guys on the ship doing a little history of this opera singer who married this other guy carlos who i think is also a an actor or something and then they he like died tragically and she and mysteriously if i recall tragically and mysteriously <laughs> yeah but she was always sort of the bell of the ball beautiful elite woman yeah how did she end up in space i kind of can't remember well it's um it's sort of it's 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 kind of part of the review i i sort of I encourage everyone to try and find it. Like, I, I think if you have Peacock, Memories is on it. Just like you could like, also get it on Amazon. It's on Amazon. I think it's like two bucks on it might, Amazon. It might be on YouTube. <laughs> right. You you might be able to just find this section called Magnetic Rose. And I I also kind of don't want to give it away because like I mean I guess there's my interpretation of what happened. <laughs> I, I think it was very loose-ended in that way yeah about what was what was happening because they start to be able to interact with her ai and she starts showing their memories and they keep all of a sudden their 
like the blonde guy is suddenly at home with his daughter and and wife yeah having like living in that memory of waking up with his daughter and giving her a little spacesuit so she can be like daddy you know stuff like that where like all of a sudden she's got one guy pulled into her fantasy memory and then she's got this other guy pulled into his memory which was very fucking sad (laughs) yeah and i I didn't know it was gonna get so dark so fast but uh i don't know i guess i was trying to figure out what it was about like thematically Like like thematically i don't you know it's it's interesting like watching it i don't i don't know if i if if i really gravitated to like a major theme of of it that way i mean i I think it i think it definitely falls into like the satoshi Kon like reality unreality right clash in like a in a very kind of early form of like you know actual constructed reality in the sense of like these holograms or you know this this ai sort of bleeding the two together Mm -hmm. um so i think i think those themes are sort of present um I also, I kind of thought a lot about the idea of like, you know, this totally could just be me kind of pulling from it or whatever, but like the idea of like kind of like folktale or like rumor and stuff like that, just because like the only information like they really, anyone really has about Ava and like what happened to her husband or sort of, it's like rumor or sort of like. Um, just story yeah like story urban legend and stuff like that and and sort of like what became of it and they kind of you know you kind of learn the truth of it and Hmm. I think the end you sort of they sort of show like the actual truth of it because you see where Ava actually is I guess you could say right Um, and it's like it's kind of stark in that sense right and sort of but you also you also still see like the hologram version of her right so it's like Mm. which is which is the reality like is it is it this you know i mean <laughs> is it this version of her that can is continuing to live and That's exist interesting. or is or is the real version of her the physical manifestation right yeah i was reading it more as like a hal sort of situation oh yeah, yeah. where like i i mean i keep bringing it up but like space space odyssey and when what ha- what happens like is it any less real just because it's an ai sort of living out her life um yeah and her memories and i i was like is there also some sort of you know lesson or or something related to living in the past versus like uh, like you can go your whole life living in the past I thought that was sort of yeah. relevant to, especially with the the dad story. So, you know, spoilers abound. If you want to watch it, I would s- skip ahead <laughs> this part. But the, the dad story basically reveals that his daughter, he's like reliving this memory with his daughter because his daughter is dead. Yeah. And I mean... That was like the perfect example of you can either live in this sort of fantasy memory of how things were 
or you can live with the truth of the present which is that she's gone and and you you're not gonna get her back basically yeah because there there was all these moments where the memories would turn into like dust <laughs> or like uh plastery moldy looking yeah there are a couple that was tra- very jarring there are a couple transitions like that that are just fucked up yeah in, in a cool way yeah so beautiful to look at i mean you can just like see satoshi khan all over it too <laughs> yeah like it definitely in it the makes, visuals it makes a lot of sense that he was like the background visual artist on this man it's like all the all of like the landscapes and backgrounds are yeah they're really good i i feel like like 90s anime has like kind of like a dreamy quality that like i don't i feel like a lot of newer anime doesn't necessarily mm. I, f- I mean i feel like it's just different well i feel like a lot of the 90s stuff was just was sort of finding its feet and sort of mm. figuring out like what it could do and what what it couldn't do and and sort of you know what worked and everything but like i feel like the f- the farther you you go down the timeline like anime sort of has like a defined aesthetic hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like a a, a a defined like world or like rule book or whatever and there's a couple things that you know are 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 down to like break it or whatever and kind of go against the grain but like you know i think a lot of a lot of stuff for the most part sort of looks similar th- similar whereas like you have you know you have stuff like this uh ghost in the shell even galleon um it's it's a- anime turned into more of a style right like than the early days where it was more stylistically based on each creator yeah and I think maybe that's why people like Miyazaki so much is because he's got a unique defined style that's outside of sort of yeah. generic anime. Yeah, all this all this stuff makes sense in that sense. <laughs> um and like Lane looks so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really weird looking show. Mhm. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think Magnetic Rose is really good. I think uh <laughs> you know, if you want to, if, if if you have Peacock, you know, watch that and, you know, maybe skip ahead to the, <laughs> to the Otomo one because it's really short. Yeah, Stink Bomb's kind of not worth your stink time bomb in, my, is, in my mind. Stink Bomb is a bomb. It's a bust. It's a bomb. <laughs> it came in last. It, I think it would have worked way better if it came before Magnetic Rose because it was like, uh... Cannon fodder felt like a Pixar short. We're like putting yeah. it at the front, yeah. and then like maybe the lighthearted one, and then like the 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 episode for the late night crowd. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Magnetic Rose felt like the main course of the of the thing. Yeah. You know. But I think maybe they put it first because they were like, "It's fine. This is what we want people to watch, anyways." Yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah, curious about the production of this it's very it's but a, very much enjoyed it's a very it's a very strange thing i think like just having like an anthology of three unrelated manga mm. like or anime like that yeah was this john core uh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i think i think magnetic rose 100 percent was so spoiler alert we we're we are watching a series we are i won't say which series but it's it's longer and we decided just like 
to we're gonna we're gonna watch the whole thing before we do an episode watch on it. the whole thing do an episode because i really i i hate you know i Splitting just it up i i don't like the part two episode yeah like we end up rehashing a lot it's just we just end up re- repeating everything in the first episode and you know especially in terms of like animation and sound it's like that all stays pretty much the same yeah throughout yeah but so we're watching a, a hit it's uh it's, <laughs> it's a, a hit. it's a very it's a very popular uh recent anime i'm excited may or it. may not have a uh f- a movie in theaters oh really yeah i didn't know that yeah i i i, I said we maybe we should go see it but i i looked it up and oh right yeah i guess uh i guess our triumphant ta- return to movies it takes place right after the uh oh the what season we're watching okay well if you if you can decipher that i mean it's not a big secret or that, whatever. that one's for the heads who've been listening every week why do you think people like memories memories uh it's nice to think back about where you came from where you've been it's it's i'm self-made <laughs> It's nice to it's nice to think of all the things that made you who you are today. You me, know what's interesting hard to me? Work. What? Nothing. Dang it. You know what's interesting to me is that I think my therapist said this to me. <laughs> she was like, Your brain spends ninety five percent of its time in either the past or the future or like speculating on the future. Mm. Very little time is spent on actually what is happening in your present moment right now yeah like how often do you think about exactly what's going on around you in this moment that is called mindfulness baby (laughs) yeah i only recently figured it out aside from aside from magnetic rose were the other two shorts about memories no (laughs) like i didn't understand they 100 percent weren't there's yeah the title didn't make sense for the other two at all 100 percent, like totally like i couldn't even bullshit it a beautifully fitting title for the first one yeah no makes no sense for this the other yeah i couldn't also just an interesting topic to be like make three stories about this thing yeah like that's that's what i was hoping i was hoping it would be three different shorts on like the idea of like memories yeah and like because like the first one did that amazingly well uh i mean maybe i could argue for the the last one cannon fodder because the kid is like always looking at this old painting of yeah the cannon firer and him wanting to be like the general someday i think you could make you could make a convoluted argument but i can't now that I'm thinking about Stink Bomb again, I'm not really seeing where that. Maybe misremembering connects. the actual event. Like it's it's all it's uh, all very. I don't know. You would you would have to really it would it would really be like eleventh hour school presentation of like <laughs> the topic pulling it out of your pulling it out of your ass. ass. See the stink. That's when I the, thrived. The cloud represents. Your past, your uh, it's killing your brain. everyone around you. Yes. <laughs> um, why do you think people like memories? The why, why do you think people like memories? Uh, I don't. I I would be shocked if anyone likes the second one. <laughs> I think people like Otomo's uh, attention to detail in his animation. And I, I I mean like the th- the third one. 
I don't like it's it's interesting to look at. I don't I wouldn't consider it like a great storytelling, but I don't think that's like the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people like him and what he does, and I think that you know, I mean, I guess it makes sense in that you know if you're if you're going to watch this, it's like yeah, I want to see what the Akira guy's up to now, and so right. like having that at the end, it's like you know, okay, I get to finally see it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I respect him just going for the short form content for these stories because, like, no, none of yeah. them really like d- like needed a whole a whole movie devoted to them. It would yeah. just end up feeling drawn out and like a, a maybe you could do the first one, but like realistically, it was perfect. Yeah, like, it was, at that. Length. It was a pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was nice and lean. Didn't need to be lean, like an hour. Green. Fighting machine. Yeah. That's the three. <laughs> wow. You got it? You're 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 incredible. Thank you. You know, I um oh what was I gonna say? If you like Annihilation or Ex Machina or Sci Fi in that vein, uh watch Magnetic Rose. Yeah. I can oh I can appreciate a, a Tomo for dealing with like these heady topics because he also did metropolis which i'm guessing is probably like just based on looking at the cover art for it is probably very similar in the same vein as everything else that he's made uh yeah. in terms of like themes in like kind of intense heady topics and dealing them with them in a smart way in a graceful way that's not uh to what's the word like um, i'm above you or whatever to uh pre- not pretentious pretentious thank you yeah super unpretentious and accessible yeah but also like real like not boiled not like boiled down content for like the, the dummy viewer it's not shallow yeah I appreciate it. He's not directing Sword Art Online. Yeah, yeah. He also he doesn't he doesn't take on small projects, it just seems like. Or like projects he's not Totally into. Totally invested in. Yeah, totally. So I don't know. I was super interested in it. thank you to David (laughs) for recommending this. Thanks, David. It was right up our alley. He's got redemption for his last recommendation. Uh, I mean, I thought, Asobase. I, thought I, I didn't hate Asobi Asobase. Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it. it. It was just. It was so. It was different. It, it was <laughs> it's just, a mystery. It was, it was like it was like a friend yelling at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a, it's like being around like a loud friend. Uh, it was a lot to watch in one go. Um, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. Yeah, let us know what you think of memories and let us know what you want us to watch next. We're your friends that'll watch whatever you want us to watch. Shoot us an email, watch. why do people like anime at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at why do people like anime. Yeah. That's uh, it. Those are the forms of contact. Oh. Don't you have I think you have a new product coming up? Yes. If you go to our Instagram page and then go to my shop page at killer instincts kill her instincts uh i'm going to be launching a new sticker that's most likely going to be the t-shirt design yeah so you know go down the rabbit hole 
Buy my stickers. <laughs> Buy some stickers. All Buy right. Buy some stickers. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, and you also have Fruits Basket and yeah, there's, Stardew there's Valley all stickers. all sorts of anime stickers up on the shop. Shameless plug for the shop. I've been, it's been good. I mean, I feel, I, well, I, I think it's, it's the Fruits Basket stickers are related because it's also the art of one of the episodes you did. Right. So. Yes. Available as in sticker form. Yeah. I think. What a hit. And, and you've been, you've been testing out some of the other covers as stickers yeah I, th- I think they will be coming down the pipe i'm just trying to figure out i mean i would i would love the big one on my water bottle like as a yeah that's one we're working on yeah the, the hits the hits the, if you just do, on the cool to the good scale these are all the way cool if you just did like that di- stuff from that director's movies Ooh. there you go yeah. i want to cut boom all right thank you okay thank you goodbye